Guess who's back, bitches? Welcome to another episode of Mini Bonds, the podcast show within a podcast show. I'm Jonah Colazzo, and Hoover is not here. Ha! <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? Um, you got one half for uh, two weeks, and then you got the other half for another week. So, you know, isn't that fucking weird? Is he not going to be here? For the- no, no, he's not. Okay. Uh, but we do have someone, uh, I think, that uh, I think works, I think, perfectly for this episode. I feel that. I, I appreciate that. Um, someone that has probably uh, uh, been as steeped in, in this kind of franchise and inside this <laughs> this creator's mind. Oh, yeah. Snoochie uh, baby. As much as I have. Um, not to say that Hoover doesn't. Not to say that Hoover is less than. <laughs> it's just Hoover made it very clear that he just doesn't watch Kevin Smith movies. Or at least not as much. Um, but to not bury the lead, uh, I have with me my brother in crime, uh, it's, Isaiah. It's bro- brother by relation as well. Uh, well. I mean, we found that out earlier. <laughs> it's because of these movies that we're actually Um <laughs> We are also be uh, be talking about uh, the latest Kevin Smith movie, uh, Clerks Three. This thing has been in the works for such a long fucking time, mm-hmm. and is now finally out uh, to watch. And we have watched it, and we are here. We are going to be talking about it. Uh, we're going to do a small smid- smidget of a, of a of a no spoiler review, um, but uh, be warned: this is going to go full spoilers. Very quickly, so if you haven't watched it, get the fuck out, and we'll give you we'll give you a warning. We'll give you a warning. Um, but let's get started, Isaiah. Uh, fuck, man, what did you think about this movie? You know what? I, I there's there are a few movies, um, like there are a few and far between where I see a movie where I, I where a filmmaker loves what he's doing and mm-hmm. and and almost makes you want to make a movie. Like it's, it's, it's so rare that you come across like someone that's been, because like this, this whole series was his like legacy. This is, mm-hmm. this is, this is not just, uh, Kevin Smith. This is silent Bob. This is Clark. This is Dante. This is Randall. Like that's what this movie is. Like mm-hmm. he, you, you, you feel that it's not just, um, uh, some script being put up. Like this is something he's been working on. This is something, this is how he wanted to, he does this really great job of like, and it's like one of those, he's one of those directors that like make you like, he made movies because he wanted to make movies and to see something that he wanted to see on, on film. Like, mm-hmm, it, it, and mm-hmm. you don't come across that often. And I think he does it's such a good job wrapping up all of his, there were, there were its moments where it, it, things felt a little more forced than it maybe could have been, but it was mm-hmm. definitely, like I was here for it. I wanted to see where it went, at, where where it ended up, and I wasn't disappointed where it, where it went. Like it yeah, was, yeah, it was definitely one of those movies for me, for, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I I I did come. I've I've been fucking following this movie for a long time. I listened to his show, uh, Smodcast, and I listened to Fat Man Beyond, yeah. and he has been you know carnival barking this entire movie for the past uh, two years now. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of all the hype and stuff, and you and some of the stuff that he's been talking about, I see it in the movie, and I'm like, I can, mm-hmm. I it, it's almost extra fun to just be like, I see what's going on here, I know the behind the scenes story to this all, and yeah. so there's just layers upon layers. But I mean, I, he's a, he's a director that came out of nowhere, 
with clerks it blew up and it was just like it, he was the indie yeah. filmmaker scene oh, yeah. he was the the indie filmmaker he never stopped being and, and but then he you know there there came a time and honestly there there is a moment in you know in Kevin Smith's you know filmography where he stops becoming Kevin Smith the filmmaker and he becomes Kevin Smith the icon mm-hmm. and a lot of his films become the icon yeah. creating Art. Silent Bob, yeah, doing a movie again, yeah, and um, and 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 I mean, I, as much as I love his his films, and as much as I love him as a director, it, those movies do have their issues, and they do come, they do sag in a lot of it. Yoga Hosers being one of them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and even you know, Silent uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I mean, as much as it has its heart, and as much as it has its good moments, there's a lot of heaviness where it's just like you're kind of just doing fan pandering and, yeah, yeah yeah and then a lot of it is just it's 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 you know cameos galore mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that movie was this movie though clerks three it 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 almost taps into that mm-hmm. but it 180s you real quick and it's like for the first time i was like holy shit Kevin Smith has something to say again. Mm. And I haven't seen him had something to say since chasing Amy. I get that. And, and I was just, I, I immediately perked up in my chair and I just was like, I am in for it. Already. I, I, we, I am we, ready. we watched it together. And like, you know, we, we went over, we do a show to, and it's just like you and I, I wonder if people like genuinely think that it's two different people or if we sound so similar <laughs> that you, they think that you're just like doing a voice, but like, no, 100%. I watched this with Jonah and like, there was so many scene moments in the movie where he like sat up in his chair just to be in like engorged with this movie. Uh, but no, for sure. Like it definitely has this, like he, he brought it back to clerks one. It felt, it, it mm-hmm. felt like we were watching a sequel, no, not even a sequel. Because Clerks Two does a just is a just sequel to to the Clerks One, but it he he definitely like brings it back to just like the it roots. Felt, yeah, it felt so like minimalist, and it mm-hmm. felt so like the majority of the movie ends up taking place in a small store, like it in small spots that he I'm sure was like a frequent to when in his young age and yeah. stuff. Like it it never it didn't nothing about it didn't feel too big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like I think um, the first movie was like under thirty thousand. This one I think was something like seven million, but still felt like a thirty thousand dollar movie. And yes. like he, he, he I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the rest of that money went, but like for sure it was like it, 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 it felt like a popular director coming back to his roots, and it, and like it's something that you, you don't find these days. Most of that money probably went to the the fact that they shot in Jersey. Mm. Um. And from and I mean you know not a lot of people do that <laughs> not a lot of people no one no one no one, no one in their right goes mind. to Jersey yeah <laughs> but just no one in their right mind that is trying to make a film that is that is bigger and has a as a financing behind it or or a, a studio behind it financing uh, would let someone go to like Jersey or something uh-huh. it's always in Canada it's always in. Uh, fucking somewhere in the south that you're you're uh, Georgia or something you're mm-hmm. you're trying to make look like some other things, but this one was shot in Jersey and it works and I think it's mm-hmm. it's what even though they don't really let you know like hey this is in Jersey because mm-hmm. they don't fucking leave the store in the quick stop area that we're used to, you still feel that this is a world that we're coming back to in more than just spiritual and more than just you know 
artistical. It is literally coming back to Jersey mm. where this movie, st- mm-hmm. where this world started. Was Clerks 2 filmed in Jersey? No, it was filmed in... Uh, no, I think it was... I, I, I could be wrong, but I want to say some of it was filmed in California. And I think there was some... Something that may, maybe maybe the the movies out like exterior in some shots is filmed in in there. The quick stop in the RSD video was filmed in Leonardo, but the majority of it was filmed here in California. That's what I thought. Because then they go to speed speedway or something. Yeah, in that movie, and it's like you can fucking see that off the yeah, fucking the speed zone. The yeah. Speed zone they go to, yeah. Um. So yeah. So the, the there was just something magical about this movie that just. It, it 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 brought me back to watching it for the first time the the mm. the experiencing this world for the first time and 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 it has its moments where like yeah some of it is is trying to do a little too much mm. you know there are those moments and we'll get into those moments but then there's also those moments that are doing completely different works and and the contrast between what we know and the new thing he has to say somehow blended really, really fucking well. And and I just, I fucking was impressed with how well he directed this movie yeah. and how well it was written when it got into those new things. Um, But yeah, man, I'm fucking, I'm, I am, I am here for this movie. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. He did, he, he did something for us for sure. He, he yeah. did this. This was like, this was like his, like almost eulogy to the series. Mm-hmm. This was him, like t- talking about it the way, like he 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 gave the fans something. Like he 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 knew who his audience was and he delivered. Yes. Um, if you can give this movie a, a grade rating, because we do grades now. Uh huh. Um, what like, would you give this? Like movie? A through F. A through F. Oh, pluses um, and minuses all count. So I think it's a little tricky if you don't know a single thing about Kevin Smith. And like have watched Clerks one through now and Jalen Silent Bob and all those goodies. I don't think it would. I, it's probably like a D. Like wow, yeah, because it's like it, I mean, obviously, it's a you know the third part in a series. You're not gonna, but like if you were there, if you were there and you knew what went into Clerks one, um, the writing of Clerks two, Jalen Silent Bob, Jalen Silent Bob reboot and stuff like. Yeah, if you if you were there and you were a fan through all of that, this is this is easily an A. Like this mm-hmm. is easily an A plus. Like he he really does, like it felt like the, it it felt like it was a passion piece for him, and it felt like it was like, not just a passion piece, but like a little something that was missing from all of us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a little a little little bit more than you know your run of the mill. Like it 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 didn't feel like you know like it didn't it didn't need to be artistic. It didn't need to be flashy it didn't need it was exactly what it needed to be i think i mean me maybe being too big of a of a kevin smith fan a little ks fan uh um but like i i think it was like at least for sure like a solid b for mm-hmm. sure a solid b if not not an a a plus like i i had a, i had a great time watching it it nodded to the places where it needed to nod it incorporated the elements that it needed to without taking like it it took enough from the first movies or the like the, the the its predecessors to create the world, mm-hmm. but not enough. It, it felt like it's it felt like a just 
it felt prequel, you know. I think what it, what I think I I enjoyed a lot about it is that it felt like these characters grew. Oh yeah, and and that's something that you can easily point out in in, in the Clerks franchise, the trilogy of now mm-hmm. the trilogy of Clerks, where these kids are at in their early twenties, where they are in their fucking mid to late thirties, and then now here they are in their fucking late forties, almost fifty now. Mm. And you see the generational growth. Oh, yeah. Whereas something like, you know, doing, you know, Jay and Silent Bob from then to now, not much has really changed. And it almost feels like that is what kind of stalls and really kind of stagnates. And I think that's why I think that's why I was like, if you're just coming off blind eyed, like if I took just like if it was just me and some date on this watching this movie. Um, I don't think, I think my date would be like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, mm. you know, why are they making so many Star Wars references? Why are they making so many like dorky? I was like, no, you have had to have been here from the beginning. In order. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it's like, as like a standalone film, I, I, it, it, it lacks, but as like a conclusion to a legacy, it's, it was phenomenal. Yes. Um, so I, I didn't catch your, your grade. What did, what did you say officially? I said officially like me being a big fanboy, like B plus A. I like that. I, I think I'm kind of sitting at an A minus for this film. I feel that. Um, I the, it, it it has its lacks, it has its issues, but it, god damn it does it have fucking heart. Oh, and and it's so and, and it's and it's just it's pulls you through so well. Um, especially in the second and third act of this movie. Ooh. Um, but that is that is our our our, our spoiler free review. Oh, I mean, I apologize uh, if I spoiled. <laughs> no, I don't think you spoiled anything. Um, that was our spoiler free review. Uh, we we wanted to keep that tight because the rest of this episode is just us going ham oh, yeah. into this. It was, a, it was a great ride. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go fucking search for it. It is in theaters right now. You can watch it. Um, it's not that hard to find. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor. Go watch this movie. If you are a Kevin Smith fan, you have already seen it, and you will be here for this conversation. If you're not, go look for it, mm-hmm. and you will be enjoyed. Um, so in spoiler warning, in three, two, one. We are in spoilers now. Be warned. Let's break this fucking movie down. Ooh. This movie, okay. The first half of this movie, I got super scared. Why? Because I I I saw what was, he was. It was a little rough. It was rough as fuck. Yeah. That first half of that movie, the first like one third of this movie, is so not boring, but so heavy handed and in what he wants to. It, it it almost does a very blatant job of like we're setting up for a better movie. But you're. I'm watching you set up for a better movie. I'm not in a mm-hmm. better movie, mm-hmm. and and it almost kind of feels a little bit pandering to like the fact that yes, we know that Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Oh, okay. And the fact that this whole like first half of the movie almost feels like a PSA warning. Oh yeah. <laughs> of fucking take having heart. Yeah, take care of yourself, and it almost kind of preaches like a like you know. You men over at a certain age should be watching your <laughs> cholesterol and your heart. And I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching, homie?" Like, like, and and I almost like got scared because I was like, "This is kind of how I felt during Jay and Silent Bob reboot." Mm. I I liked 
Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but it is obviously not Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or any other better yeah. picture that Kevin Smith has put mm-hmm. out. And and I it almost kind of like I got scared, and I was like, no, 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 this this movie has good reviews. It has really great reviews. And I was just like, but what if it doesn't? Mm. What if that's you just like a we bunch of Phantom Menace? I thought I was getting Phantom Menace, and I was just like, oh my god! Like I, I really hope that this is not what we're gonna be left with. I'm gonna enjoy it, but like it's not gonna be what I want. And then after every once this movie turns into a meta joke about filming Clerks the mm. movie, it, it 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 opens up into becoming a a brilliant. Mm-hmm. fucking like inter like it, it, that's when i was just like oh shit he has something to say again mm. and i and that's when i was just like i am i my my worries went away yeah and i was just ready to enjoy that's fun i i i for sure like the opening i kind of like okay so going into this like i only knew it by name like mm-hmm. i didn't know i hadn't seen any trailer i hadn't seen any review or anything so and I think I think you maybe had mentioned to me like a while ago. Oh, it's about like there's a moment of it where uh, the heart attack and everything. Yeah. And it's kind of revolving around making the making of Clerks one. That I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool concept. That's a really cool way of like concluding your movie is by like bringing it back to the first one. Um, but like I wasn't expecting it at all. And like yeah, knowing the history uh, uh, behind Kevin Hitz, Kevin Smith's uh, uh, like heart issues and whatnot, mm-hmm. like. It was definitely like I didn't feel like I didn't like yes, it was very pandery and very like, oh yeah, I had a heart attack. I'm gonna write that. But mm-hmm. it was also part of the charm of that movie. He cause like he wanted to put that on film. Mm-hmm. He did. And that was kind of what Clerks was originally. Yeah. It was like, I'm gonna make a movie about something that I wanna see on the big screen. Right. And that's what he did. And like it never I don't think I I don't think it necessarily took away anything from the story well of course it it was the jumping point because of for the story but like it, it definitely felt like he needed to this was part of something that he wanted to say and mm-hmm. it's part of something that like it, it definitely like pushed like you were saying like definitely it was like oh he has something to say now like it wasn't just like a, a, a psa you know be careful mm-hmm. take care of yourself it felt like he was he he I don't. I. I was. I was. In, like. I was taken back by that. I was genuinely. I was like. Because I was like. I was expecting one of anyone else but Randall mm-hmm. to like have it, and like I was like, oh shit, we're taking out Randall this early in the movie. Like mm-hmm. that. Like, I was. I was scared. Like I was like, oh crap. It. The only thing that I was like, the beginning of the movie was a little rough. Was literally seeing everyone in their old age. Like even even Elias. I yeah. wasn't expecting to see him. So like, on no offense, old and fat. Like I was like, <laughs> oh my god, everyone is just so old except Kevin Smith is old and fat. <laughs> He's the only one yeah, that was like, fucking young and slimmed like, down. Slimmed down. And, yeah. yeah. Um. I I I think if anything, the reason why I was just like this first half or this first quarter of the movie is just a little rough is because when you're listening to a lot of his podcasts, a lot of his shows he hypes up what this movie is about and he literally will tell you this is what this movie is about this is what it's going to be here's all the jokes but it's literally just the first 10 15 minutes of this oh. movie and so when i was watching it i was just like i know like the next line to this movie because he literally verbatim will say it in like oh i see what you're and, saying and it's almost like to the point where like his the 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 doctor doctor dr Leidenhausen, it's his actual doctor's name mm-hmm. and everything that he says there is literally like a a story that he tells per line. Oh wow. 
Like, oh, you know what? Like, that's I think what I've I'm heard saying. Heard that story too. I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Him like having in the middle of like a was it like a was it a podcast? What was he doing? He was he was in he was, the middle of like a he was like doing like almost like a like a stand up show. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, almost like a, like the evening with Kevin Smith kind mm-hmm. of move. And uh, after that show, he just went out. Mm-hmm. And but he got rushed to the hospital. It turns out he was having a heart attack. Mm. The only reason why he lived was because he was just so calm because he was so fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, but like it was those like kind of like stories that that like it was just almost by script. He mm-hmm. just kind of already had that first chunk of the movie written out, and it almost kind of felt like I was just kind of rehashing some old story mm. that it wasn't all that interesting to begin with. Almost after mm. you've heard it so many times. Okay. And so I think that's why I, when I, going into it, I was just like, this is not good. Like, oh, and I was just a little like, oh, okay, this is this is not going to be this movie. It takes a lot of like heavier like beats in the movie where it's where you're you're like, these aren't the characters mm-hmm. that I grew up with. These aren't the people that we know to be like. Yeah, like in, in Clerks Two, they definitely have that like that like over quarter life crisis and mm-hmm. they're, they don't know what to do with their lives. And then it concludes and you think, Oh, they figured it out. They go back to the quick stop. But then it's like, he, they, it's, it's that perpetual, like, no, the movie's never over. Mm-hmm. And I think that he does a brilliant job conveying that particular message is your movie is never over until it's over. Yeah. You know? And even fucking this movie, man, we thought it was over. And then it a whole few times, a yeah. whole ass fucking monologue from Kevin Smith. Oh yeah. Then on top of that fucking, goes above and beyond the post-credit scene by giving us a whole ass post-credit back like oh, yeah. behind the scenes moment. You wanted everyone to have a Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean one of the 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 moments that I, I heard you say that they like this movie kind of hits really heavy beats real quick. Um the wild idea of of killing off Rosario Dawson's character. Oh yeah. And you don't fucking you, you're not like it was a blink if you missed it, mm-hmm. like moment where like it's just it's her name, a picture of Rosario Dawson, and the dates. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. From uh, I think two thousand and uh, no nineteen seventy eight or over like that. to two thousand six. Yeah, like she died literally after Clerks two. And 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 on top of that, what the fuck happens is like you forget that at the end of that movie, she finds out she's pregnant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and this movie oh, straight shit. up tells I even, you. I didn't even take that in consideration. This movie straight up tells you that he loses. Dante loses both Rosario Dawson's character and his, and baby. his baby in the same fucking moment, and it just something that he is just sitting with and working with. Yeah, that was something that I was not expecting. I was not expecting it, and especially just the 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 quick like. Here's her, her, here's her, like, like her funeral pamphlet. Rosario Dawson, ageless dime, dude, like ridiculous. I was, I was excited to see her as a ghost. <laughs> uh, she I'm was, glad she was in the movie. She, she sure. is in the movie, and I think that's what, what kind of takes you by surprise is because if you see any trailer of the movie, there's moments where she's just there. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's hanging on to Dante. She's, mm-hmm. her character is there, and you're just like, wait, what? She's mm-hmm. dead. So how the fuck does she kind of play into this movie? And you find out that it's a ghost that 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 Dante is still mm-hmm. dealing with, mm-hmm. holding on to. And yeah. Um, but wow, what the fuck happens there? And, and that was just one of those moments that I was just like, "Holy shit!" It was it was such a, like, you know, what was cool is Jonah and I we went went to go watch this movie, and we were one of well, we were two of like maybe seven people in the entire mm-hmm. audience, 
And so there's there's like a chilly moment where Dante's alone in the theater, and you it felt like we were also alone in the theater mm-hmm. with him, yes, watching this movie with him. And it's uh, and then and then they it, it concludes and he and he gets up and he exits out with uh, with um, Zaro Dawson. And I couldn't think of a better end for Dante than literally like, oh, I trust my director. I think I'm gonna have a good life. And then leaving, mm-hmm. like it was like he finally got he got his happy ending he got his story he got his like and it was so it was i've i haven't cried in a movie theater in a minute and like <laughs> this is one of those movies that and this this yeah. movie got you oh man it got me too um but yeah no that and, and and i mean how did you like about the the almost like shot for shot recreations of all of the clerks one it fucking it was surprising and how perfect they could actually make it oh yeah uh i mean it's just literally the same set same <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's gonna it's gonna look a certain way but like they really did like capture all of clerks one mm-hmm. all of like that whole like that whole montage is just so fun to watch mm-hmm. and and it almost like i think what's also really like a big breath of fresh air by also taking old air i guess is, mm-hmm. is a weird way of saying is that one of the things that Kevin Smith has been very well aware of is that that first movie is shot all in mediums mm-hmm. on sticks. Mm-hmm. That fucking camera does not move mm-hmm. unless in like three different possible moments where it actually like gets picked up and you could see people walking with it. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of starts off that way, but the moment they start making the movie, that camera is all over the place. And it almost becomes like this, like there's these cool moments where, where the movie is showing you like, this is them making the movie, but then something will happen and it'll flip into black and white. And you're just seeing a recreation of, of a, a frame scene, for frame shot. Yeah. A frame for frame shot scene from, from, from the first movie. There's this scene, there's a scene where, um, and it, and it felt, and it was so cool to see it come to life, but, it, um, where he's doing the little, um, uh, jaws, the jaw salsa jaw jaws thing where he's doing mm-hmm. the little salsa chip in the in, in the little thing. and they're sitting there and they're also they're talking on the on top of the the cooler or the the and they're sitting there and it's a it's like a frame for frame reshot of that scene and he's like and then from that one moment of them talking about what they were talking about in the movie mm-hmm. it conv- it turns into real life yes and and it stops being a movie and even Kevin Smith like is like sitting there and he's filming them and he's like hey put the camera down this is real life. And mm-hmm. lets them live for a second, and I thought that was really, really cool because, like, he was like, "Capture this! This is part of the movie." And then they kept going for a little too long, and he's like, "No, this is real life stuff. Like, let go ahead mm-hmm. and let them go through this." And I, I, it's such a, it's it's a very meta, beautiful moment of Kevin Smith being like, "Let them live," mm-hmm. and it's I, I thought it was one of my favorite moments in the whole movie. It, it was it was funny. It was funny enough to be like to get a chuckle, but like also like. Like it was, it, it was just, it was just so well done. It was such a well done meta moment where he was like, or it stopped. It was the same dialogue, but he expanded on it. You know, I know, and and I was I was blown away yeah. by that, especially when it's just like, once again, Kevin Smith's writing has not been more than just one dimensional for the past couple of you know movies. Mm-hmm. This one just it, it takes that dialogue. And almost goes 4D with this bitch. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like, holy shit, how did you bring new meaning to, like, the, to these dick jokes that you wrote yeah. fucking almost 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> dick jokes you wrote 30 years ago. 
And I, I was just, I was surprised. Yeah. I was blown away. And that scene alone, that scene is is almost I don't know. Like I've, I've, I think we've experienced that before. Where like fi- being on stage when something finally clicks. Oh yeah. And it's like you don't need the script anymore. You don't need even the words anymore. You're just living this character. Yeah. I saw that and I was just it, like, and it, that's and it, and it, and it felt. It didn't feel. I mean, obviously it was Dante and Randall, but it felt like the characters Dante and Randall from the original movie were finally talking out loud and actually arguing. As their characters, mm-hmm. it it bridged that beautiful moment of like, no, these aren't just characters; these are people. Mm-hmm. And I I think it just it does that moment. That moment is just so, like, I because like you see it like he was you. It's, and, it's, and it's almost that that case. Like I think um, Bruce Campbell talks about doing his performance in the Evil Dead versus the Ash versus the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and they they're like, what's the main difference about those two movies? Is like, well, I can act now. Finally, that's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, and I and that kind of that little note kind of conveys where it's just like they're f- like not just flexing as like these characters, they're flexing as actors. They're they are actually like living in this one little moment. They're arguing, and then like he tells he talks about that in his in his um um like the little like epilogue little eulogy thing at the end where he's like talking about their little like the making of the movie thing um where he's like no i listened to um what's what what, uh, uh, um their names i'm sorry i can only think of dante and randall Um, oh uh 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 uh, brian o'harlan uh and and um yes yes jeff anderson uh, jeff anderson he's like we would they would listen to brian and, and jeff just like actually talk and actually argue and stuff and he's like that was how i wrote them and i was like and it conveys that's like really like at a certain point point these they they weren't they no one was no one was acting like at us and it's so, so and it, that's what you you're like this is where this heart is coming from he really the really the failing heart shout out to kevin smith but like the like that moment of like oh like they, and then that too, they're both giving them their the their the most heart in the entire movie, and then one gives out. Like it's so yes. it's so meta and so many different levels that you're just like, oh my god, this is I love that moment so much. Like and it just keeps like because like you only ever see that shot from that one frame that he has that mm-hmm. frontward like them sitting on top of the thing, and it starts cutting to like the top of Dante's face, and you see his face like his frustration building and stuff, and like he's. And it's jarring too because it's going from black and white to, to his, color. Yeah, black, black and, and white, white to, to color. color. And it's and it's that like no. At a certain point, they start living and they start and it, it's just oh, so beautifully done. Go watch this movie, damn it. <laughs> yes, yes. Go watch this fucking movie because it is fucking good. Um, watch watch uh, Clerks uh, one and two first. Also have 20, 30 years in between. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of the fucking shit that I uh, before we jump into like the more heavier hand of of this movie. Um, jumping into the heavier hand. <laughs> there's a second. There's a whole oh, third yeah, half yeah. that 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 uh that gets heavier. Um, before we jump into that half, just some of the fucking things about being a Kevin Smith fan mm-hmm. and knowing his 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 the in and outs of his films. Mm-hmm. There was one moment, and I and you said it out loud. I thought it. You said it. Were you talking about the clerks that the, you thought he was doing the animation? The yeah, animation? I thought he was doing I the animation. He was gonna, I thought they, they go inside a, a refrigerator. And if you guys have never seen the clerks animated series, there's an episode where they like the entire cast gets stuck in a refrigerator. And I did not realize that he actually animated that back refrigerator. 
I, it's the it's the exact same one in yeah. the animated show. Yeah. And I like I saw it and that's why I got like so like is he are they gonna get locked because in? Th- there's a moment where <laughs> where they walk in and then and 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 Dante's like, it's cold in here. And I was just like, that's just the way this movie starts. That's how this episode I starts. I kinda wish they did the whole like it's colder than like the he's like the planet hoth or whatever. He's like, <laughs> keep making Star Wars references and stuff. It's uh, it was a moment that I was just like, I don't know. I would like I'd like to believe that that's like a nod. I like to believe that that's a nod to the to the the animated series, but it was so I was so excited. I was so excited. <laughs> it was that was just like that pinnacle of of just like, wow, he he is referencing everything. Yeah, he's getting everything. He's getting everything, and I don't think he's ever referenced the cartoon. Oh yeah, and anything he's done, and anything I I know in Silent uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, I know that there was like a panel when they go to the Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there was a, a a panel where it's like the uh, what is it uh, the revive of of the Clerks animation series? Oh yeah, or a panel I think. Yeah, but this one it, it just perfectly tapped it on the yeah. shoulder, and it, I and didn't I think more. I was like, "Fuck, I, we're yeah. here for it." It and it was definitely one of those like you had to have known Kevin Smith and followed his works to get this obscure reference, and it was uh, oh he really did it for the fans, and we love you. Kevin. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> we love that. Um. All right. Let's let's jump into Oof. the third half of this movie and and one half that I was not expecting. Oh yeah. Um. After that big climax of 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 big anger and 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 arguing and finally the the deep down emotions that Dante has been feeling towards Randall and his very narcissistic way of looking at his life, uh, especially through this this film that he's making. It, it all finally comes out, and then his heart gives out, mm-hmm. and he goes fucking down. Dante's heart. Dante's heart. Yeah. It finally goes down, and he he's having his own heart attack. And then this movie gives him the happiest ending oh, and yeah. the saddest fucking like pill to swallow. Oh yeah. I I was I was I was not ready to see Dante die. I was. Oh my god. And it's and it's almost something that like it, it itself has been in the works. Oh yeah, since the first since the first movie, Dante first is supposed to die, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. And 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 he goes this far into his life, and he finally dies. And I was just like, "Wow, mm-hmm. how did you do this? Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Your movies don't end like this." But damn it, I was fucking there for it. And 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 w- and I was just like I was I was right there on the ball of tears throughout that whole ending, especially when they have that moment. Randall finally cuts the movie together, and he says, "This is how I've always seen you," mm-hmm. and it's Clerks One, not what they've been filming. It's, it is playing Clerks One. Yeah, all the scenes that we just seen them work on, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Fuck, man, this is this is heavy." I was sitting there, I'm balling, I'm I'm right there about to tear up. And then the funeral hits, and his line of, of you're not supposed to be here today. Oh, yeah. I Dude, fucking, I, was, I died. I was, it was, it's so, it's so, like, it's so like, overwhelming. Because, like, the entire series, it's it's Dante and Randall. It's Dante and Randall. You, they, they don't break. Even even when he's, they're making cameos, it's still Dante and Randall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the good versions of Jay and Silent Bob, almost. Like, the protagonist versions of them. Yeah. Um. And like that, it was just so like, it, it's because like the beginning of the movie, it starts with Randall having his heart attack. He was supposed to die. Now he has a second chance. 
and in his second chance, a close friend dies. And then he something that he and it gets to the point where he was doing everything kind of for him now. And mm-hmm. like it the it the scene is just so I was crying the entire time. Like I was like there was there were several moments. The the moment where he's talking about like Randall's talking about making the movie and like I wasted my life doing this. I should have been making movies. Yeah. Um it was like I was already like kind of feeling emotional, just kind of like 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 already being in that place of like damn what am i doing what, yeah. like how do like what, what is my but then like that hits and then you're just kind of like oh damn kevin this is your eulogy to the series mm-hmm. like you're late you're not just killing dante your your character the original kevin smith character the yeah. dante character is late being laid to rest right now and you get the con that you're not supposed to be here today and mm. it's just so heavy it's just so like he would, this is, this is Kevin Smith's eulogy to his, 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 his character. Yeah. And it's so nice. It's so well done. I think it, it's a fucking beautiful scene. Yeah. And, and it, fuck man. It, it probably goes in as one of my favorite Kevin Smith endings. And, and like, there's a lot of fun endings that he has. Some of them kind of loop back around like, like in clerks and clerks too. There's a lot of looping back around to like, Let's just go back to the status quo, mm-hmm. you know, and this movie kind of does the same, but there's just, it's not, it's no longer what we remember. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I love that he went, he was willing enough to let these characters grow to the point of death. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jay and Silent Bob, I, fucking, I don't even know if he's, they're ever going to really yeah. die. You know, they've, they've gone through so much already and it's like, well, I mean, I don't see them ever getting killed off in a movie. Yeah. But this was that one where he just, like, he let that happen. And it was just so much, this movie was just so much more for it. And, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that he was willing to go there. The only thing that, like, I, I feel like it was missing was, like, one good Wolf Flanagan's dog reference. I was waiting for I was for waiting it. for that, too. <laughs> I was also waiting to see him at the end of the movie, like, going through the eggs. I wasn't expecting his, his, his daughter. Or the, what's her name? Um, Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. I, I do like that, though. I, I like the fact that that because the, the 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 milkmaid that she's always referenced as is, is his mom, mm-hmm. and I, and I like the fact that it's like she's she's way too old to be doing like mm-hmm. on her knees looking for this milk, and I like the fact that it's now his daughter that is doing that. Yeah, so that was cool. I I very much enjoyed that yeah. little nod. Um, but fuck, man, this movie it it's it's a sneaky movie mm-hmm. that comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And grabs you by your heart, and you don't. It doesn't let go. It fucking and they tastefully. This is like the first time I feel. No, well, not the not the first time. He does. He. I love his cameos. I love that. Like these big celebrities, like Ben Affleck, are still willing to come back and do probably work pro bono and like help Kevin Smith do a movie. Yeah. Um. But like, it, he does the cameos in the in his movies so tastefully. He legit like he lets them like he just lets them be actors mm-hmm. in the movie like they're actual genuine actors like auditioning for his stuff and then like you don't question when you see one of the old faces and one of the old, like, you know, like it, it's just kind of like a, no, they're supposed to be here. These are people yeah. that are supposed to be in this movie and it would be weird if they weren't. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, what's fucking great is that it's like, you think that they're supposed to be actors, but it's like, it almost kind of implies that these, these characters that we saw in the first movie are still to this day coming into <laughs> the store mm-hmm. to the point where they could just reuse the old actors. Yeah. 
<laughs> from the first movie. They probably and that's probably the case. I mean, it's it really is that same. It, they filmed it back in Jersey. I think they were saying that too. That like to to be able to be back in this like store, filming with the exact same cast. He hunted everyone down and found everyone. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, right, and and it was I um one thing that I liked is that that uh, right now on Smodcast um he's doing this um. Uh, what is it called? Uh, clerk. I don't know. What is it called? It, it, he's doing like a little segment where, where people f- that were in the movie clerks, mm-hmm. um, get to tell their story when they came on set, when they filmed. And a lot of them are just like literally people that were like, Hey, you're a roofer. Talk about being roofers. And in this m- scene, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're this guy. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And and the fact that it's like sometimes when he hunted them down, he hunts them down, and it's just like, oh, you're still a roofer. <laughs> Come in and let's just redo that scene. Your son is also taking up, you know, <laughs> as the job of being a roofer. Let's bring him in, and like let's just just like it almost becomes generational of just like bring you and your son, bring mm-hmm. you and your daughter. Let's just have this moment mm-hmm. in this movie together. From from a moment that has still been started in, in thirty years ago, and and you could see that, and it almost just kind of it brightens your day that the fact that they're still there, but at the same time it's humbling to know that oh well, Leonardo never really changed. Yeah, and it's so fun and fresh to yeah. watch. It, it this movie, yeah, such a great time. I'm gonna go rewatch this movie. I'm gonna go I, I gotta go rewatch too. it again. Experience this one more. Like I'm time. sure there's a bunch of like small references to just like the fans that we like went over our heads because it was our mm-hmm. first viewing. Like mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was so good. This is a great moment. Uh, I, 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 there's that one family that comes in um, who's doing the the, the press, the the, the little oh, do- yeah. the daughter that was doing the press. Yeah, yeah. It was a little awkward, right? That yeah. moment. The guy that that that's just standing there awkwardly is Mark Bernardin, who does Fat Man Beyond with okay. him. There, there's a moment where he put Mark in Jay and Bob reboot where when they're panning the, the audience at the Comic-Con, he's literally just sitting there. And he flew him out to like do this scene mm-hmm. where he had dialogue and then they cut it back and they to cut the it back to the point where he just there. sits there. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we got to show him at least because he yeah. fucking flew all the way out yeah. for it. Um, they do the same scene and they and through the entire time they when they were um, doing the, the show, Fat Man Beyond, they kind of hype up the fact that Mark Bernardin has lines now in this movie. <laughs> and if you saw, oh, he, he doesn't has, say, has say shit a single line. That's to hilarious. the point where his wife is like, you don't say anything for the rest of this time. Uh-huh. And he's just kind of like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like uh I like the Elias getting his little silent bob. That was cute. It was like it was a nice little nod. Like it was it was kind of like a new generational kind of a yeah, thing. That was um, fun. What is the relationship like? His daughter is that her? Is that her like? That's her boyfriend. Yeah, in like real life, right? Yeah. Okay, because like there's that little moment where like she like winks at him yeah. in the middle of the funeral, and I was like, oh, what? Like I was like, I think I know who this person is, but like. <laughs> yeah, Austin. Austin is Azure. Yeah. Uh, that that's the that yeah. There's a couple. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, I I love fucking Elias's little arc. Oh yeah, <laughs> going from devout Christian to fucking like Satanist. Satanist. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a one eighty turn that just made his character feel fresh again. Yeah, because like he was, I think he was one of those like characters that were like, I'm not sure if they purposely did this, but his character is just so overly done, like like 
almost like they didn't take the time to just do a reshoot of some of his stuff. What do you mean? Like it was just like, well, we'll do a one shot and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And he just went like cranked it up to an 11, did his scene. And they were just like, all right, I guess we'll just run with that. Like mm-hmm. it never felt like they went back to redo his stuff to maybe soften it out because he's just, he's working like times 10 <laughs> and it almost feels a little like, why are you shouting at me? Like through in this movie, mm-hmm. you're, you're also like kind of awkwardly just like standing there to make like you're, you're posing to, to tell this your lines mm-hmm. and it's weird. And the moment when he changes and he becomes a sadist, some of his characters just kind of like it softens out as the movie he was, goes. He was so many like he was what he thought a Satanist was. Was yeah, and so he was like he was like dressed like Rocky Horror Picture. He yeah. was dressed like he was dressed like uh, like a few, a few other, and it's just like this is what he thought being a Satanist is. Yeah, from like a, an entire life. Of 30 years of his life being a devout Christian. <laughs> and it's like the funniest and cringiest shit to watch. Because <laughs> he goes through so many fucking costumes. And I love that fucking his 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 Silent Bob. I forget his fucking name in the movie. His Silent Bob is almost just like a little snippet of what his character is whenever he comes back. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like a little tail end. It, it's yeah. just a little tail end of just his costume <laughs> put onto him. It's such a fucking fun moment. And, and, and like his little roundabout like cryptocurrency, oh, thought, yeah. it felt so pandering to like cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, like it definitely felt like he wrote this movie in the middle of the pandemic when all this shit was happening. <laughs> well, I know that he wrote he wrote one movie. Uh, he wrote this one movie. Um, uh, Kilroy is here, mm-hmm. or Kilroy was there, um, and that got put in as an NFT, mm-hmm. and and it got bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone kind of like shot on him for a little bit on mm. that. And so like I saw that he he wrote that into the movie. They, they're dealing with NFTs and cryptocurrency and whatnot. But it just like it went it roundabouts and it's just like the kites fucking sold. The kites are flying. The kites are, the kites are flying. It was great. <laughs> it's a fun And it's little... his first line in the entire movie. It, it is. He kind of like like give a little homage to, to Silent Bob himself. Like, the fact that his line doesn't come until like the, the end of the end movie. end of the movie, yeah. Which I love fucking Kevin Smith's like Silent Bob liner. It's literally his like. Kevin Smith talking. That. Just, yeah. <laughs> why they're going to get shot. Yeah. Why this movie's going to get filmed in, in black and white. Why is it going to be the way it is? Why is it going to be that? And it's just like it's just a beautiful little cherry on top of just like oh fuck I see what you're doing yeah. here. Oh, this movie has has oodles and oodles of fucking just like meta comedy built into itself and layered so beautifully. I we got to go watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? Uh, I think I think I I think if I want to say anything else, I'd have to go watch it a few more times. Yeah, same, yeah. same. Um, then I think we'll close this episode out. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for, Hey, I'm back. And then hopefully you respect that. I don't know why you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if you guys like what you heard, please consider telling a friend about our show. Uh, it really helps us grow and get more known by other listeners such as you. Um, Isaiah, thank you so much for coming on. Anytime. Um, do you have anywhere you want to plug that people can come find you? Nah, don't look for me. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for, for jumping in here and, and, and watching this and reviewing this movie with me. Uh, with that, I'm Jonah Colazzo. I'm Isaiah Colazzo. And this has been another episode of Mini Buns for this week. We'll see you all next week. 
Bye. Snoochie boochies.